Alright, we marked up. Yep, we're marked up. We marked up. Schmarked up. Marked up. And we shreddy to go. <laughs> we just sweaty and ready. We sweaty and ready. Well yeah. Sweaty and I ready for ultimate well. for ultimate despair reprise, a Danganronpa recap podcast going through the entire Danganronpa series, one murder at a time. I am your ultimate host, Kyrie. I'm the ultimate fangirl, Jennifer. And I'm the ultimate shit man is dead. I'm living my best life right now. You heard me. The man is gone. No more shit jokes ever. Jackie Platt. No more. It's done. Yeah, we're done. This guy's dead. He's gone. Thank God. Yeah. Finally. It only took him four chapters. But but will will we miss him? No. A little. A no. little. He had some redeeming qualities, like his whole thing like about, what? like the way that he basically, th- there's a free time thing you can get into with him where he's basically like, he basically looks you over and is like, okay, you could be an athlete if you follow these exact directions. And he's, he's very much a, he, he spends so much of his t- time of his life basically helping other people get to the best they can be. And that's kind of cool. And all the other time in his life, he spends on the toilet taking big fat shitterinos. <laughs> Listen, we know where this goes, and it's not to Shitman Redemption Arc. It is right down the toilet, like with most of Shitman's bit. Um, yeah, but starting off, uh, we start on the island. Uh, oh like, yeah, yeah, because we're we, we're picking up right after where last chapter left off. Yeah, where the last chapter left off, where you know the big reveal that Nekamaro is a robot now. Uh, a um, beep boop robot. He is absolutely a beep boop, a beep boop <laughs> robot. Um, that's a scientific term for it. He is like extremely just, you know, having a blast. It visual, like visibly having a good time. Um. He says, like, don't it, worry about it. A lot of stuff happens when you're alive, which is a hell of a perspective. Yeah, it's actually, he like, that. I wish he was more that and less Shikai. Like, I was looking at, like, Mechamaru as, like, a thing that was gonna be, like, okay, this could, this is his character's, like, saving throw. This is the last chance this character gets to hook me before it su- before things start sucking ass. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, it didn't. It didn't go out. It didn't happen. It uh, it he was okay for a little bit, and I think once you get trapped in the towers, he the first thing he gets bummed out over is the fact that he can't shit. And bye, lost all my interest. <laughs> all the goodwill yeah. that have been built up by turning him to a robot, as as if to acknowledge, hey, that shit bit, not particularly endearing. Gone. It's just gone. I don't like him anymore. Uh, he does block a rocket with his abs early on in the chapter, but like his crotch is front and center during the CG, so it looks like he parried the missile with his fat robot cock. Um, <laughs> which, is, which would be, again, a much better bit. Um, so, like, I think I put in my note that's I put I put in my notes early on uh, before he got locked into the tower mm-hmm. that uh, without the grunge bulge and his and like the shit meme man. Uh, he's just like a straight bar now, and like kind of a robot, and that kind of like unironically made him hot for just the briefest moment, uh-huh. and and then it became unfunny, and I didn't want to do it. For, but for like a fleeting, a fleeting moment, like tears in the rain, lost and never to be recovered, um, Nakamaru was kind of hot, just a little bit, just a little bit, just for just a wee bit. Just a smidge bangable. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I also like how Soda's like continuously is like, hey, can I take you apart? Can I see what's inside you? And Nekomaru just in all caps is like, no, thank you. I feel yeah. like it would have been way funnier if he unzipped. <laughs> and Kazuichi, like, sure. Kazuichi like immediately overwhelmed. He's a lot like a dog chasing a car and get, he catches the car. What it's are like you, I don't. Joker? Yeah, I guess. Um. Yeah. Oh, so boy. we have that. Um. He also asks a lot throughout the chapter. Kazuichi asks that Mechamaru to, uh, like, can you fly? 
does this mean you can fly? And I thought that was actually a funny interaction. I wish that they got more out of it, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. It kind of seemed like wasted potential. It seemed like, Me- I mean, I, I kind of sped through the chapter because I was behind schedule, but um, Mechamaru's whole bit seemed a little, like, wasted. Like, it yeah. didn't, it, it was just a little bit, just the tiniest bit, a lot, actually, um, wasted potential. Yeah, there's, like, so much going on in this chapter, you don't really have a chance to, like, develop him as a character. Uh, yeah, there was there was quite a bit going on this chapter. Yeah, mm. because, like, after the next morning and we find out that Nekamaro has soda and tea coming from his eyes, uh, we find ourselves on an amusement park island, and after going through a relatively short section of just going around the amusement park of going to the copyright free Disney castle. Um, Rat house. Rat house. Rat house. That's a me house. Rat house. That uh, both Monokuma and Monomi are like, no, fuck that. I don't want to be around mice. Yeah. That's like definitely just like in character. I mean, not in character, but like in um, like diegetically, that's a bit like I'm reasonably sure that they're just doing a bit. Yeah. Um, and they aren't actually afraid of mice, though it would be very funny if they were. Mm-hmm. I, I do love how Monokuma and Monami will just get into bits together, and the rest of the cast is like, the fuck y'all doing? <laughs> it's a like, little, it can be a little overwrought, but I think generally when they go into in, when they go into it, it's pretty okay. It's yeah, pretty they were, solid. Yeah, there were some solid like bits for that, because like Monami and Monokuma doesn't show up that often in this chapter, I don't think. Yeah, it. I still, I felt like this chapter ended up being a little bit overwrought with stuff going on, but like the fact that they that, that Monomi and Monokuma weren't showing up as often definitely helped. Like I feel like we would have had a repeat of was it was it chapter two that I was burning out on because yes, the it was... uh, daily life was literally just like. You know, and here's and here's this plot point, and here's this plot point, and then, it, and like the simplicity. I I I feel like this chapter just kind of took a pivot to simplicity. Like yeah. the motive, rather than being some big video, big dumb video game thing, was literally like, okay, you need to eat, and you're trapped in a building where you where there's no food. I'm not We're opening gonna... it up till somebody dies. Okay, there. How's that for a fucking motive? I actually really, I would like that a lot, like the simplicity of it, uh, because it's like, it's a very, like, immediately relatable motive, like, you don't have to go through a lot of steps to, like, it's, you know, relate I, to I'd the player. I'd say less relatable, I think, I think it's more readily communic, uh, easily, easily communicated. Mostly. Yeah, that's... Like, it's, it doesn't require you to, I mean, as, I, I mean, you were, you were saying this, but it doesn't require you to, like it doesn't require much explanation it's exactly. literally locked doors no food you could say it in six words locked word locked doors no food get going yeah basically and it's like everybody knows the experience of being hungry and it's like oh shit that would that could easily drive somebody to want to murder somebody yeah, yeah. murder because you're hungry I'll be honest here, this is this might be my least favorite chapter in the game, just because I find the whole funhouse situation to be completely uninteresting, and they spend so much time explaining every single detail, like, you can immediately tell something's up with the tower, but everyone's this like... the worst chapter... Oh yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off, Jen. No worries, I was just gonna be like, you can immediately tell that something's off with the tower, but they spend so much time dancing around that fact, just being like... Oh, funny. Looks like there's a tower that looks exactly like the other tower, but they're different, aren't they? Maybe. No, they're not different. <laughs> yeah, they spend they spend a lot of time like not avoiding explaining, but like over explaining, I guess I would say, the mechanics of this uh funhouse, which are like extremely readily like apparent. Like you can you can clock what this place's deal is immediately, and they act like it's a big revelation. Like it's a big revelation that they have to test. They but they do this thing where they like 
have the characters demonstrate that the door is sealed, which I like. Like I like that they demonstrate that that like the door is sealed and the thing does the thing when it changes. It obviously rotates. I'm reasonably sure it just rotates mm-hmm. the tower. Um, but I like that they like dem. I like that they demonstrate it. I think that they should have taken less time on it. Right, like they could have just immediately jumped to the, like, okay, we're gonna test it out by leaving Chiaki's handbook in here without me ending around for a little bit. Yeah, I think very specifically the fact that they introduced it as two different hotels instead of Monokuma just telling you, okay, these are two attached buildings. This is how they work. You're gonna live here until one of you murders another. That's all he had to say, and then you could do the rest of it as character melodrama. And none of it happened. And it just, it just, it drew out the boring part and like, you know, kind of let the, uh, the interesting bits kind of left them, you know, high and dry, which yeah, is like the thing you... that Diamond Rapa tends to do that sometimes and it gets into it. It's a little in love with its own lore and I don't like that. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely get a sense of that because like after the roller coaster ride, before we go into the fun house, they basically reveal that like oh the previous game happened yeah i think the gang realizing they're in a sequel could have been done even earlier even like i wouldn't have been i would but like they they, it was very clumsy this was very clumsy they um they they revealed to the gang that they're in a sequel and they spend like a full couple of they spend like a couple of minutes on like oh this biakia looks exactly like our biakia how could this be Mm-hmm. Um, and they spend a little bit of time doing other things like you know just to drive home like hey you should play Danganronpa 1 it was a bomb ass game and it's like okay okay I get it even though you're playing like why would you play the sequel without playing the first game I think we already did this bit <laughs> we already did this bit yeah we already did this bit and I... you know what that means we gotta do a sequel to this bit <laughs> Okay. <laughs> now, if you're like me and you enjoy starting things, uh, if you, enjoy, you enjoy starting podcasts on the, um, just just cut in like a number, but cut in the correct number in like a robot voice. Game. No, it's it's episode twenty. Oh, okay. Well, if you're like me and you like starting a podcast on the twentieth uh, episode, well, uh, then you're in luck because I am also the person who plays games. Uh, not in release order. I am the person who recommends that you watch um, fucking Gundam in order of like in chronological order rather than in release order because I think I'm very smart and I'm not. Uh-huh. Um, I'm the sort of person who, for instance, um, thinks you should watch who has a very specific Haruhi watch order. And if you look at the Haruhi watch order wrong, you're a fake fan and also like. You, in in the air order, like you're you're dumb and bad, and obviously you know you have to watch it in the actual chronological order and have no fun at all. You should watch the Star Wars movies in this order, known which I called the Machete Order for some reason. What the fuck is the Machete Order? Oh, you've never heard of this? <laughs> no, I have not. What is Machete Order? Basically, it's like someone was really invested in getting the prequels like involved, so it's like. You're supposed to watch A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith, and then Return of the Jedi. And they called it the Machete Order. What? Yes. That's wacky. Um, yeah. That's fucking goofy. Uh, anyway, I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy, and I say, you know what? Yeah. You should tell me all about the sequel because I'm never going to. I mean, you should tell me all about the first game because I just started with the sequel because I'm big brain genius person. And that's me. And you should all be like me. And I'll tell you. Start on start on like the second or third game in the franchise and wonder why you're not picking shit up. Yep. Anyway. Speaking of not picking after that shit little, up. Yes. Speaking of not picking shit up, a lot of littering. A lot of yep. littering in this game. People just litter, litter, litter. <laughs> even though it's illegal even though it is literally illegal and punishable by death monokuma just does not he doesn't he doesn't enforce it because he's like teens these days these teens these days just kicking the soda can down the street 
And if they kick it too far, they just get a new soda can to kick. They don't even drink what's in it. They just dump it out. Yep. <laughs> Teens. What are you going to do? Yeah. I do love that Fuyuhiko is like, there's no way that the teachers and the police would let that happen in reference to the first game. And it's like, Fuyuhiko, yeah. are you literally supposed to be? the Yakuza guy is like, oh, the cops would never. Oh, literally the guy from the faction notorious for paying off cops to ignore crime. Yeah, mm-hmm. the cops would stop, would put a stop to this. Bunch yeah. of kids murdering each other. Organized by a shady cabal, says member of literal shady cabal. Oh, the cops would put a stop to this. Fucking Fuyuhiko. He's he's literal. He's just he's a baby. He is just um, a babu. It's also very convenient that Nekomaru has an extremely accurate clock in his chest for when he gets murdered. I love that shit. I I love how obvious a telegraph it was that he was gonna get murdered because he had the clock in his chest. It's it like, was just like, and yeah. I have. And I have a per- I have a clock that tells the exact second that when I get hit in the chest, when I power down and die, will show that permanently, just like in the last game. I think it was in the last game, right? Well, I think in the last game there was a case involving clocks, like like a most- stopped clock. It was a stopped watch. Because can you fucking imagine if they did that twice in one game? I can imagine. I hope- I hope it's the last game because I feel like after the first murder, you'd really have to start checking the clocks. Mm-hmm. Like, oh fuck, does this guy got a clock on him? I really, oh, oh beans. A, a gigantic mid case reveal that um, some of the clocks were set for daylight savings time, but the others weren't. God, Pretty... American Danganronpa should do that. <laughs> the murder happened at five p.m. There's no way he could have been there. Actually, yesterday was daylight savings time. Did he set the clock back? That would be that'd be fucked. I'm yeah, pretty sure there's an ace. Att- I I could have sworn there's an ace attorney case that is just like that involving clocks being set. I feel like I feel like would ace attorney do? I'm, oh, I mean, daylight saving time specifically is an American thing. I don't think ace attorney would do that, but like clocks, yeah. being, that definitely makes sense. Like, um, a clock is in the very first case of the very first game. That's <laughs> right. That's right. It was evolving, like, evolving, like, the character Larry Butts building a clock into a stinker statue in which guy... Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I never played it. I, granted, I have played the first case of uh, the first Ace Attorney, and that's that's all I've played of it. I, I am, um... I think I've played every Ace Attorney game except the Great Ace Attorney and Spirits Within. Not Spirits Within. That's a different thing altogether. Yeah. Spirit of I, Justice. Spirit of Justice. I think. What's Spirits Within? Spirits that's Within. A, that's just Spir- like a. That's a. That's that an OGTD a- for Paladin in, in Final Fantasy XIV, isn't it? I was going to say that's also a Final Fantasy movie. Wait, Is what? It Spirit- yeah. Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Yeah, Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. That was a movie. I'll tell you about it after the pod. <laughs> Steve Buscemi's in it. Steve Buscemi's in it? Yeah. <laughs> Steve Buscemi note. Okay, first and foremost, Steve. Oh, God. Steve Buscemi is in a Final Fantasy movie. I didn't even know Steve Buscemi knew about Final Fantasy. Do you think Steve Buscemi plays Final Fantasy fourteen? <laughs> they got a lot of Hollywood actors for it, so I imagine... At least half of them didn't know what the hell they were in. Do you think he looked it up after and like found out? Like, do you think he like looked up Final Fantasy after and like looked and like got some some teenagers AMV and just watched it through and was like, "Wow, that's fucked up." Yeah. Um, but speaking of uh, teenager AMVs, uh huh. Let me just open my notes. Uh. I literally this was this was like a transition that I was not pre- like prepared in advance to do, and so it's not going to be graceful at all. But um, I love the line: "Our bodies felt soft like mollusks when the gang gets gassed." 
Because it's like, all right, Nasu. Okay. I thought, listen, I thought I, I, I was reasonably sure I opened Danganronpa, but I might have opened Fate Stay Night instead. <laughs> I, I do love that Monokuma, when, when starving them isn't happening fast enough, he's like, okay, I'm going to make y'all do Tai Chi at seven in the morning. I love yeah. that. I love that Nekamaru and Akane are clearly into it in the CG. Like they're just having a oh, blast doing, yeah, having a blast fantastic. doing some, <laughs> yeah, having a blast doing some tai chi. Hajime is like sweating, is just like uh, unable to do anything. Yeah, ha- Hajime is a wimp. Haji- ha- listen, Hajime is many things. A bird wrestler, he is not. <laughs> the man sees a heron and walks the other way. He is no Makoto Naegi. He will not put a smackdown on a heron. Mm-hmm. Maybe a herring. Because those are fish and comparatively small. Yeah. Hajime you is know. pretty out of shape. He's just, he's a little twiggy man. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a little, he's, you, you can pick your teeth with that boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else we got going on. Uh... I liked I I personally enjoyed like there are moments when the gang splits up to investigate the house and uh, Kazuichi is like okay Sonia what do you think and everyone and is she's just already like, and, she, and she has already cucked him <laughs> Kazuichi more like Kazuichi <laughs> yeah this chapter it goes really poorly for Kazuichi because at first he's just constantly doubting Hajime to the point where Hajime thinks that everyone's like that but it's literally just him yeah when Soda when when Kazuichi tries to be like oh you can sleep out in the lounge no one likes you (laughs) Sonya is immediately like what are you doing no one else thinks like this what the fuck everybody else looks at him like he's some sort of prick which is fantastic yeah yeah like, and hey, then, asshole, that guy's our friend. Like, Yeah, what are you that? talking about? <laughs> he would never murder us. Um, But yeah, Kazuchi's having a real bad time, especially as, like, somebody who, like, very unhealthily, I, like, wants, like, puts Sonya on a pedestal and uh-huh. because he wants to pound her. Because uh, I am reason, because, like, I am reasonably sure this, she, um, there is a sequence where they ask for the blood of a virgin, I think, and she's like, oh, well, I guess that rules me out. Well, and he like the look on his face is like he makes that like shocked look. But like the text also very is very clear that Kazuichi's the weirdo for it. So yeah, I'm kind of okay with that. Like yeah, because Gun- Sonya for for getting it. Yeah, because Gundam is like and oh for- we need we need the blood of a virgin for uh, to go to a amusement park in hell, and she's like oh they have amusement parks in hell. Yeah. I love their dynamic a whole lot, and I love. I do that. like that Sonya Nevermind has been confirmed for Smash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I did. I did actually go on this digression exclusively to say that. Yeah. Um, I love that the. I love the the fun house when they teleport in. Looks like a love hotel. Mm. Like it has strong. extreme. It looks like an extremely seedy, like, gr- like. Just, just like extremely seedy, leery place to be. Like we, th- like they saw Titty Typhoon and had to one up it. Yeah, and just the like, it's extremely tacky, and everybody kind of just hates being there. Yeah. Um, on top of like being starving to death. <laughs> yeah, that just reminds me of like when I was living in Japan. There was a hotel that I would pass on the road that I was reasonably sure was a love hotel because the hotel was shaped like a boat. Ooh, yeah, no, that's that is a fuck house. Yeah, that's where you go to pound down. Hi, everyone. It's me, Kyrie. It's the middle of the episode, so it's that time again. This is a Scanline Media show. Head over to ScanlineMedia.com for more great stuff. We have shows like Mechanista and G, the Johto Quorum, and the Garnet Wager, and all those are free to listen to. And hey, if you like our stuff, support us at Patreon.com/ScanlineMedia. There, for only $1, you get Oops All Anime. We've covered shows as recent as Akadama Drive, and shows as old and weird as Zatch Bell. So, if any of that interests you, head on over. 
we have nearly 150 episodes, so there is bound to be something that you would want to listen to. And if you want to support us at $4 or more, you get access to Scanline Tabletop with campaigns such as The Star Sung Distance and Ghosts of Parliament. Those are really fun shows to be on and really fun to record, so definitely check those out. For more information, go to ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia. We would also like to thank Vetron for the use of the music in this episode. Go to YouTube.com slash VTMProjects for more great remixes. They have done remixes for Pokemon, Fire Emblem, and Final Fantasy, and so much more. I'm a big fan of their Splatoon stuff because I'm a big Splatoon head, it turns out. Check them out and give their stuff a listen. Go to YouTube.com slash VTMProjects for more great music. Last, if you want to keep up with us, follow us at udespaircast on Twitter and send us an email at despaircast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. So friends, I just want to say stay safe out there. Things have been rough all around, and I hope this podcast gives you a laugh and a reprieve from everything that's been going on. We love doing this show, and we're always having a blast recording, and your support keeps us going. From the bottom of our hearts here at the Despaircast, thank you. Next time's homework is going to be announced on the Twitter, so be sure to follow us for more updates. Until then, happy American Thanksgiving, and I'll talk to you next time. Later. Monokuma really slipping with his whole room arrangement being like, oh, so there's the good rooms, the slightly less good rooms, and the crummy rooms. Like it's a multiple choice brain teaser in school. <laughs> No, that actually is very, that's actually very funny. I like that they're literally like I like that they're all right next to each other too. <laughs> um because there's like the there's like the grand suites and then there's the normal rooms and then you just get a fucking shack. Yeah. You just get to you get to live you get to live in a he like very specifically advertises it as having a draft when like you know damn well that there's no way it leads outside. Yeah, the draft is artificially created. Like, the draft it's... is fucking artificially. There's Monokuma with a paper fan in the corner of the room. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you cold yet? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, the gang explores the Love Hotel funhouse a bunch. And... I love how quickly Chiaki adjusts to it, too. Yeah. Because, like, she's just like, why? She, like, everybody else is like, oh, man, we got to figure out a way to escape. You know, he's really going to try and starve us to death there. And Chiaki's just vibing, like, so why strawberry? I mean, we have apples. We got tan. I like tangerines. This is fucking. Why strawberry? People will be like, strawberry this, strawberry that. Fuck strawberries. Yeah, she's very opinionated on fruits. She's got, like, some fruit opinions. She's got those hot fruit takes. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Chiaki. Um, yeah, and also you know what? Yeah, fuck strawberries. I don't like strawberries personally. I I can't eat strawberries because I was allergic to them for a very long time. Yeah, that's right. You were allergic to them. Yeah, and then I got like I got allergy tested, and it finds out that I'm not allergic to strawberries anymore. But I still can't eat them because I think I'm gonna die if I eat them. Yeah, also, it's, you know it's what? a cursed existence. You are not missing out. You are not missing out. I would be the first to say strawberries are the fruit that you say you like if you like smoothies <laughs> and like nothing else. Like, oh, somebody turns to you and says, oh, my favorite fruit is strawberry. Like a real fruit, like kiwi or a persimmon <laughs> or a mango, you dumb broad. <laughs> Jen is sitting over here very quietly. I think she has some strawberry. Do we strawberry have a strawberry opinion. like her in our midst? Do we, Do have, we a... have a strawberry like her in our midst? We bought some strawberries I will, recently. I will yeah, power it, bomb you. I will power bomb you. Jen. It's not my favorite fruit. It's just uh, I like having a strawberry now and then. Oh, and strawberry every now and again is okay. Yeah. Yeah, they go they go well with dessert. Psych! If you eat strawberries, you're dead to me. Even strawberry shortcake? You could probably do a better shortcake with, like, blueberries. <laughs> I I just always ate the shortcake. Yeah. When my dad made strawberry shortcake, I was like, I just have the shortcake. I think the fruit's the best part, though. You gotta, like, have a, sh- have a shortcake, you know? Yeah, no, you, you gotta go with the fruit. Like, you gotta, I mean, you pick a fruit that you like and you dip it. 
mm-hmm. and you put mm-hmm. it on there. Yeah, that because it's like the the cake itself is supposed to kind of. You know what? This is a digression. This has nothing to do with Danganronpa, does it? No, it doesn't. There is in the Grape Tower um, a big statue of Sakura, though. Yeah, I was gonna say the Ogami statue fucking whips. Um, just hand in the air, just red, like she's in the Gundam opening. Like, I don't think it was like relevant to anything, but like Sakura Ogami was a queen, and she deserved a statue anyway. Uh huh. Yeah, I did like how Akane's immediate reaction is like. Oh, she seems powerful. I want to fight her so bad. She would mop the fucking floor with Akane. You kidding me? I think Sakura would win in a fight. Because if, like, Akane is, like, equally matched with, like, the ultimate team manager going up against the ultimate martial artist, like, it's... She would fight the floor with both of them at once. 10-0 matchup. She 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 would convert Mechamaru to mop mode. And she would turn Akane into a bucket and then just, like, clean the floor. Um, don't ask me how she would do that. But she would. She's the ultimate martial artist. Um, fucking Sakura was good. Sakura was good. I, I feel like the current cast makes me miss her a bit because there really isn't... Like, Kazuichi just doesn't do it for me, for instance. Like, there's mm-hmm. not as much personality going on between Shipman and Kazuichi in the same way that, like, when we were at this equivalent chapter, we're like, this this equivalent, like, chapter four last game was Sakura's chapter, right? Yes, this was uh, Sakura's, like, big chapter was chapter yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. I feel like last, I feel like um, Sakura's chapter was actually more, um, had more going on. Like, I feel like the cast is more compelling. Yeah. Uh, that said, that said, uh, now that Shitman's gone, I think maybe the more interesting characters will take a front, uh, will take front and center. And uh, speaking of which, who did you two hang out with during your free time, of which we got, like, a lot. We got a lot, a lot of free time. Yeah. So, initially, I actually tried to hang out with Kazuichi just to see if I could complete his social link, but he told me to just fuck off, um, which is He told me to pound sand. Yeah, he told me to pound sand. Um, So, I hung out with Sonya and Fuyuhiko. Um, Sonya mostly talked about, like, she has a line like, Hajime, you happen to know a lot about the occult, and she talked about that sort of stuff and how she's just... You know, she's particularly interested in the occult cults and popular dramas. Uh, and also talked a little bit about her weird-ass country with the Skogs and the Makongos. Yeah. That shit was... Oof. Uh, Sonya was overall good, though. I, I, I pestered Sonya, like, four times in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, which is extremely funny when you think about how like we are in a tower and with no food access, and I'm just pulling cakes out of my pocket and shoving them into her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is kind of funny because it's like everybody is starving, but you have all these gifts, and it's like I'm starving, oh. but I'm just lugging this Santa sack of like edible shit, but like it's only for Sonya. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! I've outsimped. I've outsimped Kazuichi. That said, I think um, I appreciate that her interest in the occult, like, obviously, like, that's why she hangs out with Gundam so often. See, I thought that she hung out with Gundam to get at his hamsters. That is also a possibility. I was thinking, like, because that's why I would hang out with Gundam. He's kind of a dweeb, but those hamsters are, like, insanely cool. I think that Gundam's kind of an adorable dweeb, just in that he cares a lot about his animals and taking care of those around him, but he he cloaks all of that in ridiculous uh, netherworld tough talk. I did like that he discovered the ship parts that um, Monokuma tempted them, and with, they're from and a he, toy. They're from a toy, and he's just like, like laughing his hat, laughing his ass off, like going, "Behold, a motor, a ship part." <laughs> yeah, is he, uh, is he laughing his ass off, or is it like 
you know, a boastful laugh because that's how I interpreted it. I just interpreted it as him like being not really knowing like what a motor, like how a motor works, and just kind of being like, oh yeah, this small thing is definitely strong enough to power a ship. I'm gonna show it to everybody at once and be like, yeah, here it is. Yeah. And then Kazuichi has to correct and be like, no, that that is that is a toy. <laughs> um. Either way, though, I, Gundam has not sold me. I, you know, I. His just presence in the story proper. His side stuff may be better, I guess, but he his design is very striking. His concept is cool. His uh, actual character is is not interesting. Kind of not. Like, I'm just not sold on him. Um, mm-hmm. But regardless, regardless... Jen, you were about um, to say something? I was just going to say, in addition, the thing about the motorboat reveal that's really funny to me is just the way that Gundam explains his reaction sounds like a shit poster writing a forum post. He, he's just like, I was born as a result of a union between a human and a demon, and my existence was shunned by both races. Perhaps it's, be- it's because nobody has ever bought me a toy before, but I believe this is truly remarkable. There's just something about that that sounds like a really weird. Oh, that super is that earnest... is one hundred percent like Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is some my immortal shit. That is some like. I'm half demon, half angel, half human, and half were tiger, and and, 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 and a third dragon, and also Japanese. Uh, and, and Sonya's like, "Wow, your hamsters are cute." Yeah, and Sonya's like, "Yeah, you got cute hamsters, dude." I don't know about all that, but I see some <laughs> hamsters, and I'm like, "Yeah, there we go." I I like Gundam a lot. I just I. I just yeah. think he's like. I think I think the Ray and uh, and Shar uh, like rivalry and eneminess is uh, kind of a classic, um, almost Shakespearean archetype conflict uh, in in the fiction. Um, mm-hmm. Though I do have some criticisms of some of the later series, um, the, and you know some of the uh, you know mech design Gundam don't really do it for me. I really stretch <laughs> to the furthest limit I can go. Continue. Take it off my hands. I'm sure I we refuse. Have... Take a clip from like, uh, God, I've right. Hmm. I'm for... I literally blanked on the podcast name I was planning on referencing, but it's the one where Dylan and Six talk Gundams. Take a clip from that and just over and just have it fade in over my voice and fade out while I'm trying to explain this bit. <laughs> I'll consider because it because I'm suffering. <laughs> uh, I just like Gundam. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> I forgot if we're talking about the series or the person here. So. The person, I'm, the person, or the I character like his, rather. I like his, I like his design, and I like the things he says. And it's, I like his later work, but his, ini- but his initial stuff is a little rocky. Uh huh. Double O seventy nine, baby. <laughs> 0079. Um, Jen, who'd you hang out with? <laughs> um, I hung out with um, Nekamaru, who basically... <laughs> I, I, I like the side of him that's like a personal trainer, and he's he's interesting in that regard. Like, uh, There's a part where basically the two of you are so in sync over him, basically he has the ability to look into someone and figure out their latent talents in a way that makes it kind of endearing when he's just giving advice that that Hajime is like, well, I don't know if any of this is actually practical for me, but because he's telling me it, I can actually believe in it. And <laughs> also, Nekomaru apparently has the ability to tell when someone is praising them with their heart, because <laughs> there's a line that's like, Oh, did you just praise me with your heart? And apparently when he's in sync with people like this, he can basically read what they're thinking in an entertaining way. But yeah, that's Nekamaru. Yeah. Wish he had more to do. Yeah. I also yeah, I, wish had, had... I wish there was more going on with his bit. Like, I wish he was just not the shit guy. I wish he was more more of the personal trainer guy. But, you know, we can't all be winners. Yeah. Can't all have our wishes granted. I also hung out with uh, uh, Fuyuhiko a little bit. Um, didn't spend a ton of time with him, but I got to hear a little bit about how he's had a really 
Well, it's funny because initially he's talking about how hard his home life is, and then he transitions that into, and I was, I always won every single fight in my school, and Hajime's just like, oh, that's nice. And Fuyuhiko's immediately like, are you being condescending to me right yeah, now? Yeah, don't condescend to me, you fucking prick. <laughs> Excuse me, buddy. Yeah, Fuyuhiko's great. I, I literally had that exact conversation, that exact uh, support with him, because he was mm-hmm. the first time I talked to him. Yeah. Uh, I And I only picked him because Sonia and Chiaki both told me to fuck off, which was... But, um, yeah, so I... So, literally the same conversation, and it's fantastic. It is... Like, again, Fuyuhiko has so much presence. Like, I, I think he... I think we we bring... I, I think he brings up Peko in front of us, and, like, he apologizes if we've brought up anything bad, but he's like, oh, yeah, you know, if ever I was in, like, mortal trouble, she'd step in. Yeah, he does. He brings up his sister and um, uh, Peko a lot in his uh, social link conversations. Uh, he also has an affinity for sweet, like, fried donuts. Uh, which is, like, he's a total baby face and wants his sweets. He is. He is absolutely... Fuyuhiko is, like, very endearing, actually. I'm I'm actually a big fan of him. Yeah. Oh, fried dough cookies. I apologize. I apologize to the lore Same. experts out there. Same difference. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like if they had pushed Fuyuhiko to the same extreme with Nekomaru, like, given him a bag of Skittles he was constantly going through, that would have been too much. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Is Subtlety is, like, such a big thing about making sure a joke lands. Because if you lay it on too thick... You kind of have to like double past the bit if you lay it on too thick in order to salvage it, mm-hmm. and that's very hard to do of its of its own. Like that's the difficult thing to make work. Uh, right. Just like an actual bit itself is is tough to make work, but like you you kind of gotta like ex- exercise moderation. You can't have like Fuyuhiko reference sweets like. Even once a chapter is a bit much because it lays in on how much of a baby face he is, you got to more imply it. Much in the same way that if you're going to make like Nekomaru gross, kind of lean into that gross out humor, um, it works way better if he like is more subtle about it and doesn't scream that he has to take a shit constantly. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah that's kind of like we like. Uh, I'd say the collective we, but it's like it was mostly you who was like turned off the Nekamaru like immediately because of the shit bit, and I mean, there's a reason we've been calling him the shit man the entire time. Yeah, is because that has literally been his one character trait, and then he was out for a chapter, and now he's back, and he was starting to get something other than that going on, but then now he's dead. And... Yeah, now he's dead. They 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 saw him. They saw character development happening, and they were like, "Uh, uh, nope, <laughs> uh, uh-uh, not happening today, not in my house." Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, on that note, the uh, the shit bit is probably the worst wireless uh, doodad that you could strap to your wrist. <laughs> oh no. Um. Jackie, <laughs> I I saw I had I saw it and I, it was too easy. I saw it, I had to go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else we low, got. Low hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get that low hanging fruit. That's like that's like, listen, low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else we got going. Oh, uh, the CG where they're all on the roller coaster is fantastic. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I it's forgot a- it. I forgot it, and then I remembered, and it's like. I love how like present every character's personality is in it. I love. I actually really enjoy Neko Maru. Neko Maru, of all fucking characters, I'm actually enjoying it, him in it. You know what? That's fucked up. I actually really liked Robot Neko Neko Maru. That's the most fucked up thing I've ever. That's like that's a thought that I just clicked with me. That's the most fucked up thing I've ever thought. Neko Maru is not only tolerable when he's a robot, but he kind of whips as a beep boop robot because he takes it in stride while everyone else is freaking out, and he's exactly. just having a fantastic time. 
and like that whips and now he's dead but like before he died the writing team was just like hey fuck jackie and they decided to make him the shit man again like they right. had him looking they had him looking wistfully at a toilet which would have been really funny if the shit man bit was not laid on as thick as it was but like man staring at a toilet and they're like oh yeah you know he's is he upset because he can't poop and it's like yeah thanks um <laughs> although he, as mentioned before he could uh, like i i i guess i i had forgotten about the like the soda and tea coming from his eyes because it was like I made I made an offhand joke about that last episode. Of I like, was gonna oh, yeah. say, didn't we joke about him like being able to do, like have a soda stream in his nipples? Yes, like, we made that close. joke. It's not quite the same, but also it's I like, love I love that when it's first introduced that he can do that. Everybody thinks he's crying, and it's like, are you crying? And he's like, no, not at all. I have a soda stream in my eye sockets. He mentions the Hajime. It's like Hajime, if you're ever thirsty while we're if you're exploring ever thirsty, this fun stuff. Rubo's tea in the left eye, Coke of Cola in the right. <laughs> and if you do hang out with him during that chapter, um, he, he's basically like, "Okay, help me feel things so I can calibrate my tastes. Give me do, give me new soda tastes. <laughs> I get new soda tastes in the murder hotel." Mm-hmm. There's a wait. Hold on. There's like a. There's definitely going to be like a Pepsi machine in the soda in the murder hotel. It's going to be in like the bathroom, and that's going to be why Nekomaru was staring at it. We're going to go in there, and it's going to be like, oh, there's vending machines, but you're a quarter short. Yeah. Or in this case, a hundred yen short. Oh yeah, that's true. They are like hundred yen machines. Yeah. Um, and you know Monokuma stole your last hundred yen coin slash quarter, depending on localization. Mm-hmm. Or if there, are, or if like vending machines in Europe say take two coins, Monokuma stole one of them. Oh, I think um, I think don't they don't is it the euro like one euro a coin? I think so, but I'm not sure. But I think it would be very funny if you had to put two coins in a vending machine, like fifty cents. And I feel like it would be very Monokuma for him to steal one of those 25 cent pieces so you are 25 cents short from getting your doritos Mm -hmm. and he could be like listen listen i know you want those doritos but you only got 25 cents you need 50 cents but if you do a murder i will give you this 25 cent piece get yourself some doritos they're the sweet chili flavor which is the best flavor come on hajime you know you want them hajime's more of a fan of the flaming hots Here's a gun. Like a pistol. We met. Well, we forgot to mention that, like, one of the elements of this fun house is the final dead room. And mentions of, like, oh, if you go through the final dead room, you get the ultimate weapon. The ultimate weapon is going to be, like, a baseball, a nail bat, a baseball bat with nails in it. Yeah. It's, the ultimate weapon is going to be a gun. It actually is going to be a gun. That's going to be the most fucked up thing in the world. I. I genuinely really hope that there is one uh, that there is one like Diane Rampa murder where in like they just use a gun and it's less like oh you know what was he what was the person killed with but like who the fuck had who what how did someone get a gun <laughs> how did somebody which get one a gun? of you motherfuckers I will say there is like one thing I thought was kind of neat was um when Hajime mentions that he's like starving and wanting to go to the final dead room because he thinks there's an exit out of there, you have to physically walk to the final dead room and they cut your movement speed for that particular moment. And it's like, it's a simple thing. It's a simple thing, but like, it's one of those things that, that as a game designer, you got to think about like doing every now and again to make your game stand out. It was simple, but it added this neat little, like, this neat little effect that got you into his headspace of a very hungry, very sleepy boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, who do you think did it? I don't know, but I think they should get a medal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, interesting. Is this the first one that actually kind of stumped you? No, I just didn't really care. But I'm gonna, but I can, I mean, I didn't care about it while it was happening. Um, or like really put much thought into it 
because I was kind of rushing through a little bit. It was like not that it was a bad chapter or anything, but I can I can like I could do the mental math now and we can like sort that out. Yeah, we can hash it out. All right, let's let's go through a list. Let's go through the list of who we actually had this chapter, um, who could be capable of doing murder. Okay, so we know for a fact that Hajime did not do it. That's kind of a known. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that leaves Sonia as a suspect, uh, Kazuichi, Chiaki, a Gundam, uh, Fuyihiko. Uh, I forgot his name for a moment, and then uh, Komaeda, and then uh, uh, Chiaki. Did we no, say Chiaki? No, I said Chiaki. A titty woman. Akane. Akane. I'm glad that that's what we know her as. <laughs> um, I mean, her bazongas are very present, very prevalent in the uh, in, in like every CG in every CG featuring her, even her sprites. Um, all right, so let's think about who might have done it. Now, I'm. Re- I, I think we can right off the bat rule off rule out like three people. I would immediately rule out um, Akane, mm-hmm. Chiaki, and Kazuichi. Okay. Actually, no. I would I would rule out four people: Akane, Chiaki, Kazuichi, and Fuyihiko. Because Fuyihiko did had too much of an arc to not be like a central like character to the end, like a dude who gets shit done. Like he is very solidly your ally. Like he is. He's not going anywhere. He's not yeah. doing a murder. So he's good. Chiaki, very solidly your ally. Not doing murder. Adjusted really well. She seems really well adjusted and not a freak. So like she wouldn't do the murder. Mm-hmm. Um, Akane, like very obviously liked Nekomaru. Probably they were besties. She wouldn't murder him. Um, and then Sonia... That's just gut feeling. I feel like Sonia would not do a murder, period. You know, like I feel like that's kind of just like a principles thing, because she, because I did her during her supports, she does mention like noblesse oblige kind of a lot, like the idea that she's beholden to the people of her nation, and if she dies, that she, you know, it's the service of her nation. Obviously, like she is um, afraid of death, as noted by Ajime during those the supports. But I feel like, you know, she would not kill person. Right. He also doesn't. I Like, I, I think she's above killing. And I feel like if she wasn't, the text would maybe be a little different around her. Right. Um. So from a metatextual sense, I think we can I think we can rule Sonya out. Also, she's been kind of a side character so far, so she hasn't had any prevalence. Uh-huh. So, like, if she's a suspect and she does beef it. Then, like, what the fuck was her character? <laughs> exactly. Like, she would have been insanely flat to have survived four chapters with no development and then beef it because she did a murder mm-hmm. for no rate for no reason. No um, reason. For no, I will now commit a murder for no reason. Okay, so that leaves Komaeda, um, Gundam, and, and Kazuichi. Uh huh. I feel like Komaeda doing a murder would be, like, too easy. I feel like it would be too easy, you know? I feel like if Komaeda killed somebody, it would be, like... It would be the... Ga- I, I feel like if it, like if he did a murder, it wouldn't just be, like, killing um, Shitman. It would be, like, it's, it's it would be, like, a whole affair. Like, he, it'd like, be a whole song and dance. It would be a whole song and dance. You wouldn't even know who the victim was is the thing. I feel like somehow you just would not know who the victim was. Like, he'd figure out a way to make that a, th- a thing, and he'd mm-hmm. also figure out a way to, like, you know, just, he would do it in a way, he would do it in a way that, like, just made shit suck as much as possible to solve. You would make it a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. So, like, just a straight-up murder where, like, he's a beep-boop robot who got his head smashed in, like, that does not say Komaeda at all. So our two options, I think, are are Kazuichi and Gundam. And I, I, I guess you could throw Sonya into the mix. I feel like she wouldn't. I feel like maybe if Sonya was to do a murder, she would convince either Gundam or Kazuichi to do it, because they are her simps. But uh-huh. I feel like she just wouldn't do a murder. She's too 
she's too pure, too good. Mm-hmm. Um, she 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 does fuck though, so she might maybe maybe Danganronpa's trying to tell us something with that. Um, I mean, she tops obviously though, like she's obviously like, like come obviously. on, obviously. Um, don't be a rube. Don't be yeah. Don't be some. What are you, some sort of fucking clown thinking that like you know she she takes it? No, she doesn't take. She she gives. Um, she gives fucking hella good strap. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is enough of, enough about that. Um, you okay there, Jen? Yeah, it's just a very animated podcast tonight. <laughs> yeah, we're getting a little lurid and indecent in here. A little little. Uh, that's mostly my doing. I'm sorry. To the folks at home listening with your parents, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, this is absolutely <laughs> listening, a <laughs> listening with your listening with your whole family gathering around your PC for the newest episode of Despaircast <laughs> with your six year old child who doesn't who your six year old child um, who has who has played Danganronpa, your eighty nine year old grandma who has also played Danganronpa, your um seven, your forty year old virgin um, uncle Tolstrom, cousin <laughs> brother's cousin aunt's roommate. Um, who is a who has played Danganronpa and is inexplicably in your house gathered around your PC for Despaircast episode 20 Um, I apologize to all our listeners at home they had to hear that Sonya gives hella good strap but um, let the records let the records show now Gundam and Kazuichi are 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 our suspects, um, and frankly, I'm thinking about it, and like the murder itself has me thinking it must be Gundam because like Kazuichi would be more refined, you know, because he is the ultimate like mechanic. mechanic. Would, yeah. yeah, if he was the ultimate mechanic, you wouldn't even be able to tell it was Nekomaru. He would just un- he would like, you know, people would be like, "Hey, where's Nekomaru?" Kazuichi would be like, "I don't know." Anyway, I got this really cool new. Um, I made this flaming fork. I made this automobile. <laughs> I made this automobile with a Ruibos tea and uh, Diet Dr Pepsi uh, dispenser. Um, and you, uh, you can t- you can go along for the ride. Actually, there's there is there's a driver's seat and a, a seat. There's a throne in there exclusively for Miss Sonia. Uh, nobody else can ride in this. Uh, sorry, everybody. Um, so it would be like it would be very elaborate if so if Kazuichi did it. I feel like Gundam would do would. I don't know if Gundam would do a murder, but I feel like maybe maybe if he if he did this would be the chapter. You know. Mm-hmm. And I but I don't know how he would do it. Like, I guess that's to be found next chapter next uh, next episode on yep. Ultimate Despair Reprise on Dragon Ball Z. Yep. Um. Because your next episode's homework is to do the Deadly Life section of Chapter 4 of Super Danganronpa 2, Goodbye Despair. Yeah. Are we um, doing the whole don't trial? Don't do it, I'll find you. What? I think, I think this, this might be a case in which we split it into two parts, because there's a lot that goes on in the first half. Oh, yeah. Oh, so this is going to be a three-part chapter. Hmm. I, I, I think, like, I think... We'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but yeah, we will we will burn that bridge when we come across it. Um, uh huh. Burning bridges. That's what we do on the despair cast. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it's me like undies. It, it's like yeah, it's literally, literally. I've gotten in on Beatles fans. I've gotten in on. I've got. I think I've gotten in on Beatles fans twice actually, which you know deserved. Um, mm-hmm. What else have we gone in on? We've gone in on so many people. <laughs> We've gone in on Komaeda. He was just jealous of our pretty bear swag, though. Uh-huh. Sorry, I had to work that in. We needed, we needed a title for the episode. <laughs> well, about that, I want to apologize in advance for convincing Kyrie to name this episode. Thanksgiving episode, fun to put on when your family's around. Ooh, actually, no, that's a good one. That could be the subtitle, Pretty Bear Swag. <laughs> The Thanksgiving episode to put on when all of your friends and family are around. <laughs> Turning it. That'll make them become... very proud of you. That'll make. 
they will wake up. They will they, they like you will see the scales lift from their eyes, and they will be like, "Oh shit, Danganronpa's good actually." Get him on right. The, get him on the family Zoom call and just be like, "Hey, check out this cool podcast I listen to." Check out this cool podcast I listen to. It's about how <laughs> it's about how this fictional character named Sonya Nevermind can fucking blow your can fucking speed bag your G spot. <laughs> Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. On that note. I've blown out my levels. Uh, Anything else? It's okay. If if I don't make you do that once an episode, I fail. (laughs) Alright. Well, God damn it. (laughs) Listen. Listen, y'all. I've been Kyrie. I've been Jennifer. I'm Jackie. Class dismissed. (laughs) 